0: what's up guys it's Miki and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas so let's just address the elephant in the room right last week i didn't drop an episode and i want to tell you guys that i had an episode ready to go and everything but as i was listening to see do i really want it was it the vibe that i wanted out this week it wasn't so i just didn't release an episode at all it just felt rushed to me thrown together just so you guys can have content and you guys can go a week without me and go listen to some of your favorite episodes we should be probably over a hundred if not close to a 100 at this point of episodes because we're two years in so god is good thankful for that and thankful for the amount of content now i know most podcasts do like a best of episode just you know re and all that but I didn't even do that okay because as I described in last week's episode I've been busy moving and packing and just it is a lot it is a lot going on but I said just because it's a lot going on in life doesn't mean that I shouldn't you know give you guys content which is why I had an episode planned but it felt too rushed to me I wasn't vibing out, so here we are. Said so we can skip a week, give it a break, and we're back strong this week. So what's up, my BK fam? How are you guys feeling? I love you guys. I miss talking to you guys. I'm gonna try to keep this episode kind of short too, because honestly, I'm still really, really busy. But you guys deserve higher quality, intentional content, and so that's what I'm trying to keep out there. First thing that I wanna address is y'all already know. We are back in football season, baby. And at this point of me recording, the Auburn Tigers are 2-0. Can we give a big round of applause and congratulations to the only team in the state of Alabama that is still 2-0? And you know who's not? You know who's not? You know who took a disrespectful L? That's right. That's the Alabama Crimson Tide took a big, fat, disrespectful L. People want to be like, oh, my God, it wasn't like a blowout. Mm -mm, That's not what I mean. I mean, these Texas players came into your house, felt highly confident on your field, was dancing all over your field, and beat you without a doubt, without a question, without a, well, if we had an extra second on the clock, we could have won. You wouldn't have, or if we could have made it to OT, we could have won. Or if they didn't convert that two point conversion, we would have won. It would have still been a game. Psh, you wouldn't have. Like there was, there was no room for doubt. Okay, and Alabama lost. And all I gotta say is your girl love to see it. So we are full bone black and full bone black. I'm black. We are full bone back in college football season. And even though. My weeks have been destroyed from getting to enjoy the games like I want to. I'm still pleasantly surprised and very happy with how some of them are turning out. I'm glad I got to catch the end of that Alabama game, the Alabama-Texas game. I am very excited because love to see Alabama lose. Love, love, love it. So that's my update so far. Life's still really busy. I just, I apologize for not having that episode. I'm sorry, but not sorry because there are so many episodes to go listen to, which I am more grateful than anything. And let's jump into this week's episode, guys. <laughs> So on the episode that I was going to release out last week, it was like a questions episode. I have a list of questions that the BK fam and other people who may haven't decided to join yet. I don't know what the pause is for. Welcome to the BK family. It's lit over here we're diverse over here okay i'm just saying we're loving we're non-judgmental over here and if for some reason we have a slip up where we aren't as loving all right so it was a questions episode and i've had these questions some of them are newer some of them are older that i was trying to save until enough uh had built up and we could do a full-blown episode of it so here's where we are and i'm just gonna do the ones that i was gonna do last week but maybe I'll answer them a little better and a little. It'll sound a little less chaotic and rushed. Okay. So the first question that I had was, "What is your best dating advice?" Um, my best dating advice is, I don't date, so I don't listen to me. Hmm. That's the best dating advice that I can give you. I don't date. Don't listen to me. Uh, it's not that I'll never date. I'm just currently not dating. I'm not in the mood. I'm also an introvert i i just don't really like the whole idea of sitting and talking to strangers and repeating the same questions and doing the same small talk i hate really mingling with people usually i'm that much of an introvert like i'm i'm not an ambivert i am deep Seated, rooted, introvert. If I'm going to mingle with people, they are already my people. I am already accustomed to them. I already vibe out. When people ask me, well, how did you get to that stage? It organically built. And so I think that's the thing for me that's kind of annoying about dating. Dating to me feels like a job. It feels like a forced job. It doesn't feel like natural life progression or it being done organically. So I've already talked about it on here. I don't know how I'm going to find my manual because the things that you're supposed to do just does not sit well with me. And I don't care enough about it to want to change it. If I'm being honest right now, I don't. So yeah, that's the best dating advice I have. Don't listen to me. Listen to somebody who enjoys dating or listen to somebody who may not even enjoy it, but they've had you know, different experiences with it. And maybe they can say, these are the lessons that I've learned from dating. Cause your girl is just not the one to listen to. I will also say that if you do enjoy it or if you don't enjoy it, but it's still worth the risk to you right now, I would say date to discover what you like and just always be open and honest. Like let the people know we're not dating exclusively. So I'm dating you, I'm dating her, I'm dating him whatever okay then because that goes for men and women they should both be honest right also i would say let it let the people know when it transitions like hey we're not just dating out here dating everybody we're also dating exclusively now and now it's just me and you and we're building or just be honest about the whole entire process because y'all be out here playing with people's feelings and then wonder why we have shows like snapped and like things like this was a crime of passion because leave people alone like we're already emotional creatures out here and it's not just women like men are emotional creatures they just show there's different ways right like these men their hormones run on 24-hour cycles so they're on a bad day just hold out they'll probably feel better tomorrow women you know we're an average of what 28 29 and it can go longer our stuff is a little different no excuses to walk around and be bitches and stuff but i mean ours is a little different right give us a little grace <clears throat> And women, we still gotta be better. So just communicate, cause y'all be out here want to be on first forty eight, not communicating, playing with people's feelings. That's just my opinion. All right. So I don't really know how helpful that was. Probably not that much, but I was honest from the beginning. I don't date, so ask somebody else. Okay. But thanks for sending in that question. Next question: Should I reconnect with a parent who continues to hurt me? I will say that it's up to you. You have to be tired of being tired, or you have to be like, I have enough love and grace to give more. Either either route that you take is not wrong. It's just really depends on the person, depends on the circumstance, the situation, and not just the person who wants to attempt to try, but the person you are trying to attempt to reconnect with because they have to put in effort too. If it's a one-way street, you're going to be wasting your time. You're going to get frustrated and it can change your outlook on trying with other people in your life in general. And you don't want that toxic relationship to taint the way you try with other people or to just taint your imagery of God or anything, because it can lead to that. Because as it's been broken down and explained to me before, if God is our father, right? he is our Abba, meaning father, then if you have... uh, Hmm. It's not always super toxic, but if you have an interesting or a dysfunctional relationship with your earthly parents, because it doesn't just have to be your dad, it can be your mom or whatever, or the guardian who raised you, right? Your parental figure. If you have a interesting kind of dysfunctional relationship with them then it can taint the way that you look at your relationship with god especially the father aspect you may see him as lord but you may not see him as father you may see him as king but you may not see him as father or if you do see him as father you are painting human characteristics onto him from how your parental figures did and god is He's a phenomenal parent. He's so much better than the parents that we're blessed with. Even if you have top tier parents, like I I get peace about knowing that I can talk to God about anything and not be cussed out, not be judged, not be yelled at, not be shamed or anything like God is just going to love me. I can repeat myself to God. He's not going to get annoyed. I can share every single dark detail and he's not going to be like, well, how did you do that? I didn't raise you. Dude. Like none of that is coming. Like God is going to be himself. He's going to be loving. He's going to be a safe space. I think that's the most important thing that God is for me. Well, I don't know about the most, he, <laughs> but definitely top tier quality that's up there about God to me is that he is a safe space. So I can talk to him about anything. I can vent to him about anything and he's still going to love me. He's still going to choose me and he's still going to know that I am worthy. So shout out to God for that. So we have to be careful to make sure that when we do have those relationships, we don't paint God in that light because he's so much better. Even if you had the best parents, he's 10 million trillion percent better. Like if I become a parent, I know he's going to be 10 million trillion percent better than me. And I'm grateful because my kids will deserve the absolute best. Right. So uh, my advice to that is, is if you're not tired of trying, try, but maybe pray about it ask god how should you approach this situation pray for your heart pray for their heart that way it's not you're also not consistently attempting with people who your heart isn't even fully open their heart isn't even fully open and it kind of feels like it's in vain i would also say if you you know like therapy taught to a professional because they can help you see the other person's perspective or help you understand psychologically our bodies function because this this and this this traumatic experience happened to them and this is why they respond in this kind of way is it right no but does it make more sense and help you understand them more as a person to possibly open up room for more grace and empathy yes and I'm not saying that therapy is the end all be all because it's not. I think we need a combination of different things. But then the big thing is to try to see the other person's perspective. And then after you see it, if it's still no room for improvement or no changes, let it just let it go. And I'm not saying put a nail in it forever, but your peace is important. If it's reconnecting with a parent is costing you your peace or costing you plenty of problems and drama in your life, then it's not worth it in that sense. Then it's not worth it. All right. So there's that I hope that helped a little bit Oh and also remember there are multitude of therapies You don't have to do just talk therapy There, Google, there are a lot Music, dance, um, nature So many things We be here all day okay? So just in, in journal I would say journal If you like to journal, journal your process Record videos, it doesn't have to be writing You can record videos just See the progression of where you are And watch the change in your heart You know, like by trying to reconnect or see if it makes you better or worse. And you'll have documentation, whether you write it down or you've recorded yourself on a video or like me, if you have a podcast and you can hear You can hear, okay, I was still hurt in this area and it blinded me from seeing their perspective or, okay, this has been healing me or trying to reconnect with this person has been making my life worse. You will have evidence to be able to reflect on and know like, okay, I'm not crazy. I have put in effort no matter what other people say around me or what people try to convince me of, I know what it is. And you'll have that to back it up. That's just my opinion. All right. I hope that helps. Next question, should I tell my friend her husband is cheating on her? She's my best friend of 10 plus years. I saw him with another girl at a restaurant while I was on a date as well. I want to, but I'm afraid to lose her. I would honestly say if it's your best friend of 10 plus years, first of all, it's your best friend. Doesn't even matter how much time. You put them in the category of best friend. Y'all know how I am about that. I ain't just out here calling everybody my friend and I'm damn sure not out here calling everybody a best friend. Everybody does not get that title that's a privilege to, for me, if I call you my best friend, that's a privilege. Um, And vice versa, I would hope it's the same. Like, if you're calling me your best friend, I hope you're not using that, like, lightly. I hope that, you know, like, I actually bring true value and best friend, top tier quality experiences to your life. You know what I mean? So I don't understand why you wouldn't tell her unless you've... eh, had experiences of trying to tell your best friend this stuff before or not even just this or things in general before and it didn't work out well again pray on it and here's what I will say if you do decide to tell her your job is to pass on the information not judge not convince her to leave none of that your job is to pass on the information and let that person choose what they want to do with it, whether they stay or go is on them. But you did your job by letting them know the information that you have. Also, be sure, like if you just saw them sitting down at a restaurant, okay, you said you saw them at a restaurant, right? Let me go back and reread. I saw him with another girl at a restaurant while I was on a date. You were on a date. but well, was he on a date? Was that a business link up? Okay, like what time was your date? Y'all was at night? You know what I'm saying? Because just because you said it was a restaurant, like people date at all times of day's night. You got to get it in where you can fit it in in your schedule. Like details, context, and everything matters. So make sure you go with the facts, not your assumption. Fact is, I was at this restaurant on a date. Fact is, I saw him with this girl that looks like, because girls, you know we know detail. We probably got a picture, okay? Like if if you didn't get no picture I hope you remember what the girl looked like because you need to go with facts, not assumptions, facts, not feelings in this, because this is a very important thing that can change the trajectory of your friend life. And you just don't want to half ass with information like this, because, again, going back to crime of passion, (laughs) don't be out here playing with people's feelings. All right. So remember, your job is to tell the information if you feel like they can handle it or whatever and let them make the final call. Your job isn't to make the decision for them. It's just to give them the information and let them ride whichever way they want. All right. Next question. I failed my class and I won't graduate on time. I'm highly embarrassed and afraid to tell my family and friends. How should I approach this? First and foremost, I just want to say that the average person takes uh, six years. I think it was six years. Last time I checked this, this statistics. It could be even greater now with everything going on in the world. It takes the average person six years to complete a bachelor's degree. You know, they say that you can, you can get it done in four, but statistically it takes the average person six plus. And the reason is because life happens. And the reason is because Other stuff is going on, stuff is expensive. You know what I mean? I don't think you need to feel bad for filling a class. As top tier as I was in school, I made F's, I made D's at different times. Maybe it was on a test, maybe it was on on an exam. During my college experience, I graduated with my bachelor's in four, but also I had to take summer classes. They don't tell you about that, right? Most people that I know who graduated in four, they had either one singular summer semester or more people most people are also trying to work while doing school life is happening i think the biggest lessons that i learned in college was not educational like they were real life lessons that i always say i could have learned for a much cheaper price but god also had me out of my childhood home for safety and protection i believe as well so trust your journey like god has you going down this path for a reason and you don't need to and that's if you believe in god i'm not trying to put any beliefs off on you but I feel like God has you going down this path for a reason. And I don't feel like you need to feel bad. Like whenever you get done, you'll get done. If you want to stop and take a break and go travel and live life and, you know, do life outside of school, you have every right to do that. If you want to quit and never go back, you have every right to do that. It doesn't make you a failure. Like I'm proud of you for even going. I'm proud of you for even getting this far. I don't think you should let one class like stop you, you know, or one semester stop you. If you need to change schools, change schools. Just keep going. If that's something that you desire, keep going and don't let it, you know, block you. I had, I can bring up a couple of college experiences for mine that tried to deter my graduating period and also on time but one that i'll think about was i was in accounting the first year that i signed up we had this teacher and over half the class we looked at each other and we said we're gonna fail if we keep her she's moving too fast she doesn't explain and she wasn't really great at answering questions and i had two years of introduction from high school through the finance academy from the high school I went to and I still was lost when I got to college with that teacher over half the class we dropped we dropped we said we're gonna fail if we stay so we dropped uh, within the drop period and I had never dropped a class before I had always stuck it out even if it was hard but that was my first time I dropped it I took it a year later with a different teacher that was recommended and I passed. So sometimes you just have to rearrange, you know, and don't feel like a failure. I didn't feel like a failure because I dropped the class for the first time. I felt smart because I knew I was going to be I was going to wait. And I was going to be in a class where the teacher was going to teach and answer questions. And she did. And it was so nice to see. I didn't have the exact same class, but it was so nice to see a lot of us wait to take the other teacher and we all did well so sometimes you just have to make decisions like that and honestly forget your friends and family when it comes to that because they're not doing your they're not doing your work and i say this respectfully but they're not doing your work they're not they don't know the ins and outs i've had so many people try to tell me well college shouldn't have been that bad i mean you had some stuff that you can enjoy like do not tell me what my college experience was when I know it over half of the people don't really know that journey and what everything consisted of because I don't talk about it so when people try to tell me well it shouldn't have been that bad or you could have had this like I could barely afford the tuition you really think I got time to do this and that and if I did give myself a moment of enjoyment. Trust, please believe everything else was already paid for. And I had to pay for it in advance because where was the money coming from? Exactly. Like God is good. God kept me and God aligned me. So sometimes this setback isn't, it may feel like a setback, but it may not be a setback at all. It could be a setup for a greater launch. So I just want to say, don't feel bad. And I want to say, I'm proud of you. The BK fam is proud of you. Aren't we proud of this person guys for even making it this far? Yay. Yeah, we are. And we're rooting for you. And if there is any other question that you have about college or something, or even if it's not about college, but I know we're talking about college right now and I can help send it in and I'll try to send you my best advice. And I just want you to know that Mickey is rooting for you. And I pray that you do well in your journey. And please don't get frustrated because you can go to college at any time. You could be 65 and go to college like in college, is not the end-all be-all. At this point, it is a scam and it is very expensive. That's just my opinion on somebody who graduated from it. Okay? Okay. Next question. If you ever have the chance to reconnect with your bio dad, would you? Um, As of right now, no. I don't really care. I feel like God would have to set it up in a way where it would be meaningful. Um, I also could have this opinion because I know that nine out of ten, that stuff i was going to say something else that's not going to happen like with the way it's just set up in my life god would have to make some miracles happen for that to happen so am i okay with never reconnecting absolutely i've said this before i just pray that he never did it to another child like he did it to me and i pray that he's just a great dad to my sister and his other children all right are you ever going to give us an update on if god told you who your husband was (sighs) this is funny. Okay. I feel like the reason this person sent in this question is because you want to know, I mean, besides just to know an update period, probably about my life also in that aspect. Also, I feel like a lot of people question if God can really tell you who your spouse was. There are people saying it, but can you really hear him tell you? I will say this. Did he give me an update about being specific about that? No. Um, I've mentioned that if I have the opportunity to share it, if he wants me to share, I will other than that, probably not. Here's what I'll say. If you're asking me this question from the perspective of can God's speak to you about on who your spouse is he absolutely can and he absolutely will that's something that I have been headstrong about since I was younger just seeing the different marriages and stuff that I saw in my family and others I was too afraid to pick their own partner because I knew how detrimental it would be to your life I knew how detrimental it would be to see your children your children watch you not being loved properly or to watch a parent who's not being loved properly, you get that version of that parent. And that's not even the best versions of themselves. And really being in a bad relationship affects everybody. Like you only think about it from your perspective most of the time, but it really affects everyone around you, whether you have kids or not, because then your family either consistently has to see you in pain or consistently hear about you in pain. And then also watch you go back and love the person who's consistently Putting you in pain. I've described it so many times. It's like an addict. It's like, put the crack pipe down, put the bottle down. And I'm sure some of them want to, but that's so much easier said than done after trauma bonds are formed and toxicness, everything. You know, I always give that extra description just because I feel like we lack empathy when it comes to stuff like that. So I try to always. Paint that picture because you may haven't heard the other episodes where I go into detail about that. So I'll give that little nuance explanation every single time more than likely. Okay, okay. But what I will say is God will speak to you about who your spouse is. It's all about timing and when he wants to reveal it. You can trust him to give you an answer. There are other YouTube videos, other people on social media who share their story, everything. What I want to say is, is that not only will he tell you, how should I word this? Not only will he tell you, you can trust that he'll tell you, but you also may want to be specific because just because he tells you doesn't mean that that's meant to be your spouse right then and there. It doesn't mean that he won't tell you in advance. Um, And if he tells you in advance and then you have to go through the whole life journey, it can make you doubt did I actually hear you clearly did you really tell me or it can be like yeah I know you said that's who it was but I don't believe it or I don't even want that person like it can it's a lot so will he tell you absolutely do you have to also wait for the right timing absolutely which means he could tell you buku years in advance and it still not be the right time for you So you have to wait it out. And it's not always a bad thing. Like I heard this lady explain on an IG video the other day. She was saying God told her who her spouse was. After God told her who her spouse was, God said, put him down, leave him alone. And she didn't. She said for eight years off and on, they um, were dating and kind of going through things. But they cut each other and they bled on each other. And she said God told her who her husband was and he never spoke again. And that can happen too. God can tell you who your husband because can't say too much uh, God will tell you who your spouse was and then he'll go silent and then me I, I ask questions to God like are you sure or is this what you meant or did I get it wrong because I think I've also explained here um Tim Ross he he talked about making sure you verify I make sure I go back and verify not just with the spouse questions but with so many things because I just am so afraid to get parenting wrong to get picking who my spouse is wrong like those decisions you just can't go back on kind of thing so i definitely would say that you need to ask for confirmation like even if you hear an answer make sure it's his voice and not your voice try not to get the two confused also the back to the lady she was saying how god gave an answer total response was didn't speak on it you know again but also told her leave him alone she didn't didn't give her another word or whatever they do end up getting married like god didn't lie that really was her spouse but god all those years later brought up the conversation and was like this is why i told you to leave him alone because you were cut and you dealt with some pains that weren't yours to deal with like i was still tweaking him i was still tweaking you and when i was going to bring you guys together was going to be at a healthier version of yourself at a healthier version of himself but because y'all refused to, well, he didn't say y'all because he spoke to her, but he was telling her because he refused to put him down. When I told you to put him down, you got cut along the way of me trying to make him the version of you that you deserved, And that's possible. And that can happen. It doesn't mean that it's not your spouse. It just means that easier said than done but I saw a lot of people in the comments under that video where God has spoken, leave them alone. If God gives you word to leave them alone, it doesn't mean that he's trying to torture you, right? If he told you that's who you're going to be with, but then he says, leave them alone, probably do it so you don't get hurt, right? So you guys don't cut on each other, don't bleed on each other. And then you don't have like so many pains and scars to reflect back on like it will be it doesn't mean you won't go through anything but it can be a more beautiful process a more um generous and loving process kind of thing you know so just listen to god will he tell you who your spouse is absolutely should you pray about timing absolutely because he may tell you and then he may never speak about it again like you answer the question Is that your spouse? Sure. When we all be together, well, I don't know. That's something that you'd have to pray and ask God about. If He tells you to leave that person alone, even after He told you that was your spouse, just listen to that as well, because that's a very important point. You don't want to, you just want to save yourself some pain. God is a good and loving Father. I told you, He's the best. He loves us. He wants the best for us. And in order for us to have that, we have to be obedient, even if it may feel painful a little bit to walk away it's not the case all the time right so there is that and to answer the question more specifically i'll give an update if i can and uh if he wants me to i'll I'll say that but other than that no update on that next how much money should a man spend on a date i think three hundred dollars does that make me a gold digger i'm so tired of seeing these debates. I really am. I'm so tired of seeing these debates. Here's what I will say. No, it doesn't make you a gold digger. But at the same time, everybody's pockets is different. This economy is economy and life is in everybody. If you like, look, if that's your limit, date higher. Date a higher tax bracket. Don't be telling me you're dating somebody in a lower tax bracket and then get mad when you want shrimp and caviar standards. Date somebody in the shrimp and caviar standards. Otherwise, just let it go let it be and if you wanna and listen y'all be putting y'all be speaking on people money okay speaking on people's money and you can't you can't do that you can't speak on other people's money so just let it go let it be and get to another person and enjoy them for them if not then you know Date higher. That's all I got to say. I hate when I see stuff like this person should spend this amount of money. Stop pocket watching people. I hate oh god, I hate people pocket watch because people be trying to pocket watch my money. You can't pocket watch my money. You don't know what I had to spend it on. You don't know what expenses came up. You don't know how I stretched it out. Like, leave me alone, leave me be okay. So that goes for women and men. Stop pocket watching each other's pockets. And the amount of time that we take to critique this amount of money that was spent on a date, did you critique, is this person going to be even worth dating? Like, did you even pay attention to that? Or was it just the money that was spent and the things that were done? And you know, dates can be done in the house, right? And I'm not saying go to a person's house if you just met them or whatever, because nine times out of 10, they're sending you up for sex. Sorry, not sorry. Just, it is what it is. But if y'all have already been talking and to know each other, if y'all feel like y'all have self-control and that's risky within itself. I'm just saying, because we're human beings, we all like sex, like we're sexual beings. Okay. And for the people who don't like sex, they're an anomaly. 9 out of 10, we're sexual beings. We like sex. So be careful with setting yourself up with that. But if we pay as much attention to the actual person and their heart and their qualities versus did he spend this amount of money? He didn't take me to this super fancy restaurant. Like we could probably pick better. We focused on the wrong shit. We could probably pick better. So does that make you a gold digger? No. But do I think you should focus on the person you're actually dating yeah and if that is a thing for you no judgment just date up and also when you date up don't get mad that you slept on old dude who's in a different tax bracket right now right now because everybody has different ups and down seasons of life you don't sleep on your husband who may make a little less money right now just because you want shrimp and caviar right now a little patience and grace is sometimes to get you there imagine having the shrimp and caviar that you want with a man that you actually love and like i'm just saying i'm just saying and notice i said love and like okay let's leave it there but no i don't think that makes you a gold digger but i think you need to be realistic like if that's your tax bracket date there and don't complain that you found somebody that you loved in a lower tax bracket you either going to make a sacrifice and not have your shrimp and caviar right now but still date them or just be like i like you but maybe i can come back around to you but to be honest like they may be taken okay because they may be with somebody who didn't want 300 dates and again it's no judgment i'm just being brutally honest and realistic like The goal of dating is more so to find a person that you like, not just use a person for experiences. Because if this is the case, you can really take yourself on a $300 date if it's just that deep for a $300 date. But that's just me. Who am I? Last question. Hey Mickey, my wife and I wanna try to spice things up. I have some wild suggestions, but I'm afraid it will turn her off. How should I ask her to spice up our sex life? We also both work and have three kids. Congratulations to the family unit and the three kids. Also, I will say that um, make sure you and your wife are on the same page about spicing up your life. I noticed that you went to sexual things. Maybe she means, she could mean sexual things too. I'm not negating that your wife doesn't want to spice things up sexually. Let me address the sexual part first. First, I will say that you guys are husband and wife. Y'all should be nasty, 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 nasty with each other. And I mean nasty like in the best way. What are y'all holding back for? Y'all should be doing any and everything with consent. Be willing to try new things with consent from both parties, men and women, and y'all should just be having a ball. Like y'all should be having the nastiest, rawest, wettest sex in the world. And if it ain't wet, there are ways to get it wet. I'm just saying. Like that's what it is. Like I don't even understand why y'all hold back. Like this should. It's going to be lit when I'm married, OK? Like, no whole bars. Nothing is off. And I mean, y'all ain't got to tell the world. So if it's something that you want to try, that's really weird. Listen, I was listening to Baby Mama's No Drama a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this is about to be TMI, guys. So three, two, one, brace yourself. But I learned with something called iglooing. I've never in my life heard of it. And it's literally shitting in a condom, freezing it, and then using it as a dildo. I think that's utterly disgusting. I'm disgusted by that. I literally want to, when I think about it, but some people are out here getting off on that. All right. So if other people are brave enough to not only igloo, but literally announce to the world that they do igloo on a podcast. Then by all means, y'all should be open and safe enough with each other to do whatever the hell you want. Cause I mean, clearly it gets worse than iglooing and clearly it gets you know there's a spectrum there's like iglooing and you can go way freakier than that or you can go way under that just have fun it's about sharing that wonderful magical dope ass experience with your partner in life i don't think it gets any better than that right so there's that but also check in if your wife didn't honestly mean to reconnect sexually maybe she just wanted to change her routine or maybe she just wanted to spice it up by something non-sexual See if she needs more words of affirmation. See if she just wants like a massage, and she doesn't want to be penetrated after. Maybe she just wants to feel your hands sensually rub down her body. Maybe she just wants a good makeout section. Session. When is the last time you made out with your wife? I'm just saying. Like when we think about it, we have probably shouldn't be doing this as kids, but think about kids. I mean kids start young let's just be honest um, I don't need the parents in denial Y'all know what y'all were doing So don't be surprised when your kids do it or worse Just saying the, Kids make out Kids have fun They kiss each other A lot of times you get old and stuffy And you just want to peck Make out feel on, on each other, make it sexy, make it fun, have a good time. But then also everything doesn't have to lead to penetration. So see if she just wants to change in routine or see if she wants something that is like sexy time, but without the job of penetration. I love penetration but that also takes a lot of work, okay? And maybe she's tired. We've talked about people and women, especially when they're overstimulated. There's the job, there's the kids, there's the store runs, the air runs, everybody's pulling on you from every direction, blah, 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 blah. If she's overstimulated, how about do something to relax her, right? Smoke a blunt with her if y'all smoke. Have a glass of wine. I'd recommend the blunt over the wine. One is poison, one is natural. I'm just saying, but do what you do have what you like maybe y'all can just chill out with your favorite food put some music on just chill out go sit in nature sit in silence maybe y'all are both overstimulated and y'all just want some silence but in the presence of each other that's possible all right so check in and see what ways does she want to spice it up that way it's not just automatically sex and if it is sex y'all should be out here having the nastiest freaky dinkiest wettest most fantastic sex ever. And if it ain't there yet, have fun experimenting to figure out how to get it done. Okay. Okay. So that was my final question. And I wanted to do this episode a lot better and be a lot more intentional with you guys. But your girl is busy and I got to get back to packing. I don't know. But I love you guys. And I can't wait to see what we talk about next time. Hopefully, I'm done moving. Everybody in the BK fam, fingers crossed. Hopefully, I'm done moving because I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of this shit. And I love you guys. And I can't wait to see what we talk about next time. Wie